Welcome to the Podcock PCAST. I'm your host, the only Tyler Peacock. Joining me yet again for another UFC preview podcast is Westside Tommy. What's going on? What's up, my man? How you doing? Happy fourth. Yeah. Belated fourth. Yeah, I mean, it still it still goes the, the day after, right? So uh same to you. I'm excited. Um love the fourth July and I love this international fight week card. Yeah, you know, I I was looking at the card. I mean, you and I both looked at the card a few a few about well, well, but a month ago. We thought hey, the main card is uh, has some really good fights, and then there's a couple guys I think you like on the uh, prelims. So yeah, I'm excited. I think uh, out of out of uh, was our five gloves, I would give this a three and a half. Oh, I might be I might be in the four. Four glove range here. I, I think. As, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, sorry. Um, it's it's International Fight Week. They always do this card up. Um, so I I would give it a solid four. I, okay, I'll bump it up to three seven. I just, um, bullied, I just bullied him, folks. Did you hear that? <laughs> I'll be well. Even if. You got Bo Nickel on here, and I don't care who Bo's fighting. I think everybody's excited to see what this guy can do. Right. I know, I know you are. Um, there was a couple guys that pulled out, and I thought the fighters' fights would be better. When you got the uh, your boy Cameron from South uh, Africa, I think the guy he was fighting pulled out. And there was another guy pulled out. Oh, the uh, Jack, uh, Jack Della fight, I think the guy pulled out. So, you know. I had about three seven with those guys fighting who they're supposed to fight, but yeah, I, I there's a lot of good fighters on this card, like you said, International Fight Week. I think it's going to be a good one, but you know the UFC when you think you have a a two point five, it'll be it could be a four. You just never know with the UFC because they put on such good fights. So I'm with you. I'm excited, especially with the fighters on the card. Yeah, I you know to me I think uh, and I. You kind of mentioned it already. I think that the main card, the pay-per-view portion, uh, is doing the the heavy lifting on this one. Um, but yeah, there's some there's some people, uh, guys and gals, on the on the undercard that uh, I don't know. We might have some gambling opportunities to take too. So um, uh, you know, we'll see here. Um, but we we gave you the lay of the land. Our thoughts on the card. So let's get to the card. We'll start. Well, uh, well you, go ahead. My bad. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I and I just want to agree with you that I think you're right. The the top uh, five fights, the uh, main the main card, they're they, they look good. I mean, they have fighters you want to watch. Very compelling fights. I'm with you. The top five fights are definitely it, it's a buy for me. Um, but I just wanted to do a real, real quick breakdown before we get into fights. There's six Aussies fighting on this card. Ooh, five like Mex, yeah, five Mexicans, two South Africans, eight Americans, and only three Brazilians this time. And the reason I bring this up, and then there's one, uh, there's like you know, there's one of like three other countries. I think Jamaica, Argentina, and then somebody a Polish uh, fighter. Yeah. The reason Japan. I bring this up is because, Japan. yeah, yeah, you're right. You're that real undefeated guy, Japan. You're right. He's on the yeah. card also. Um, the reason I brought this up is because sometimes we like to trend bet. So if we see three Australians win in a row and we catch a fourth Australian fight and it's he or she's an underdog or an underdog on the live bet, sometimes we like to tail these blindly. 
and it paid out for us. So, yeah, six Aussies, five Mexicans, two South Af- Africans, eight Americans, three Brazilians. I think that's something we want to watch as a betting aspect detail if we have an undefeated run or if these fighters are just getting murked. If the Australians are getting their ass whooped and they're down 0-3, we, we might we might bet against them, right? So I just think there's an angle that we'd throw out there. But go ahead, Bub. Well, yeah, I mean, that's an angle that, uh, I don't know, I guess a year or so ago, I wouldn't have really paid attention to. But uh, the more and more you get into the UFC, um, the more and more that, that stuff. I mean, I'm not saying it's it's automatic. But uh, what was it? Well, it was the last the last pay per view and the Canadian card. Mm-hmm. Did a Canadian lose the whole night? No, uh, it was crazy. The ball got rolling, and, and all the all the maple leaf uh, flag <laughs> bears uh, were victorious. So, uh, and there was a couple, yeah. there was a couple of good dogs too that won, right? I know the yeah. the female our girl Joe Jervicious, and yeah. uh, there was another another one or two. Uh, yeah. I just say it's an angle always I always look at. Same with like our contender series. If we have two contender series guys that we like on the car and they win or girls, and they win and then there's a third one, why wouldn't we bet if the two if, if they're already two and oh? These are just angles. And it doesn't mean it's guaranteed, but you know, I just I, I like streaks. Yeah, I do. I do too. Um I mean it's 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 like uh I don't know. Is it is it roulette? That's kind of yeah, how yeah, most people yeah. bet roulette. Yeah. A little black find, or a little red. Yeah. Yeah. They, they try to find uh, or have a, 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 a momentum type uh, bet every time. So, um, all right. I'm ready to jump into the card if you. Let's uh, do it. Yeah. Let's okay. do it. All right. We'll start in the lightweight division here um, with a bout between an American and an Argentine. Uh, Kamula Kirk, the American, plus. 130 going up against Esteban Rebovic. The Argentinian is a minus 150. Uh, we're doing this on a Wednesday for the listening audience. So the, the props and the rounds and stuff like that isn't out, but we do have the fight lines. Uh, anyway, I will put this one to you first as a, as a gracious host, uh, host here. Rebovic or Kirk, uh, do you have a play? How do you think the fight goes? Yada, yada. Now you are a great host. I will not deny that. The one and only oh, Tyler, yeah. Tyler Peacock. But That's are you right. giving me this to go first because it's a shit fight? <laughs> no, it's just where it is on the card, right? <laughs> no, I'll just be, I'll just give you a hard time, man. This fight does not interest me, but we do have two guys that are trying to make their way into the UFC. I think both of them have fought multiple fights in the UFC. I'm going to give you a couple stats on it real quick, and then we, we can uh, say what we think about it. Kamala has a six-inch reach. Uh, you want the nicknames for both of them? You know, I love it. Go ahead. The Jawanian for Kamala. I guess he's Hawaiian and it wouldn't be okay. Jewish. I don't know what the Jawa, the Jawanian. And then for the uh, the other guys, El Gringo. Uh, Rebovic. And it wasn't Rebovic. El Gringo. I kind of like it, too. Wasn't, uh, wasn't Rebovic on the – he was on the Contender Series last summer. But I yeah, don't think he, we, do we watch he, him or not? No, he's in my tickler file, but keep going. Okay, did he have okay? Because he lost his last fight, but he fought a really good dude. And I, I'll just say it now. He Go ahead. he fought uh, Leo Razdaboff. Yes, yep. I think he took that fight on 
less than a week's notice. Oh, was that okay? That I knew we liked him that, for that a was, reason. That was in March, and I I think he went to a decision. It did. It did go decision. So, did he have pretty crisp striking? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's okay. His finishes. He's six uh, fin- uh, knockouts, five subs. Never been knocked out. Never been subbed. He fights out of Killcliff FC, which is good striking. We know about Henry and all them. Uh, the other guy, the Jawanian uh, Kamala, he's been finished one time by sub, one time by knockout. He has 11 finishes, five by knockout, six by sub. I would say the strength of schedule kind of goes towards Kamala, but not because they both haven't really fought a lot of dudes. One's 29, Kamala's 29 years old. Uh, our boy Rubavix is 27. They both are 5'10. I don't have a real big play on this, but I now that you're talking to me, I really like the Argentinian striking. I can't, what's the line on here? Minus 140? Uh, 150, 140, somewhere somewhere between the 140, 175 range. Um, so, Do you think this goes the distance or at least goes two, two rounds? I think it could go to, to the second. To me, I, I think Rivovix wins, and he probably wins by KO because I think he's that much better on the feet. Uh, but Ross, or not Ross, Kirk could uh, – could you know? I think he's got the better ground attack here, so he might be able to extend this fight a little bit. But um, I don't have a strong feeling. On near do, near do I? Do you, does the six inch reach do anything for you or no? Well, Kamala. Well, it does, but if he's not going to try to use it, because I think he's a little bit more of a grappler or a guy that wants to get the fight to the ground. So, um, yeah, I don't. It, it does worry me, I guess, but I, if I put anything on this fight, it wouldn't be uh, Maj, and it would probably just be a single bet on Rebix KO or TKO by by finish. So, really, um, but, yeah, I mean, but it, right. I don't have I don't have a that strong of an opinion where I'm saying run to the window and bet this right now. Yeah, I, I don't think I'll be betting this with you. Um, the six-inch reach is interesting for me. Both of them are finishers. Um, I guess if I could get Rebovic on a – like say he gets down the first round on a live bet, maybe get plus 110, 120, 130, 135. Mm-hmm. Maybe I jump in on, on a live bet, maybe half a unit. Um, I'm, you know what, though? I I would like to watch this fight because I want to see if there's Reba Vicks because we did put him in the tickle file. i like to see if he builds on the momentum that we thought, hey, this guy might have something in him because he took that fight short notice, like you said. So, I, I, yeah, let's check him out and see what happens. All right. Moving on to the flyweight bout between the Australian Shannon Ross and the Mexican Jesus Aguilar. Aguilar minus 140. Uh, Ross, the underdog on the tape back, plus 120. Man, I, I kind of like Aguilar here. Uh, Ross, I don't know. I feel like he's he's not as durable as he probably needs to be. Uh, and and Aguilar's a sub guy, so maybe Aguilar by sub. But what's your thoughts on this uh, flyweight bout here? Another fight that I will probably not be betting. Um, right. first, first of all, I hate when guys are named uh, a girl, uh, a unisex name. Uh, so, yeah, I... I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, his uh, Shannon Ross's nickname. You ready for this? Let's go. <laughs> a little weird. The Turkish delight. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> that's terrible. 
Now, Shannon is fighting out of Australia, our first Australian on the card versus our first Mexican. So this is where our tab could start, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Shannon's got seven KOs, but he's been KO'd three times. That's what I mean. The durability worries me with him. Well, that yeah, he has one sub, but they've been sub once. Fighting out of Platinum Boxing Club. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's probably over in Australia. He's 34 years old. Um, he, he's been knocked out both fights in the UFC. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but is this one where, because the guys he's fought, I think he got knocked out by two Brazilians. Like you said, the guy he's fighting this fight has six subs, but he's been subbed twice. Uh but the guy that beat him last uh, match that he had was that that undefeated Japanese guy on the card. So I don't know about this fight. And Shannon has a four-inch reach. Is there a finish in this fight? Do we bet the finish? Well, I I don't know. I I think Aguilar could could tap him out. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Shannon wins, I don't know. It, it might get to the final bell. So I wouldn't. Again, to me, it's this feels stay away-ish anyway. It does. Uh, but I, I would like to keep an eye on Kamala. The first fight, Kamala has a six-inch reach. Uh, this fight, Ross has a four-inch reach. Um, but there is a seven-age gap where Aguilar's 27, uh, Shannon's 34. Now, we love Mexican fighters because they're tough and they're usually durable. Um, if we don't think Shannon's going to sub Aguilar, I don't see how Aguilar gets finished, right? Because he's never been knocked out. But Shannon's got seven knockouts. So I'm with you. This is a weird fight. Um, it, it actually feels like it might be entertaining. It probably will be. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not betting this fight. But I'm going to watch because, you know, first Australian versus first Mexican. That's where I'm at on this. All right. Let's move on to the Bantamweight division here. Cameron Simon, uh, the South African Going up against an American here, Terrence Mitchell. Simon, minus 540 on the take back. The underdog Mitchell, <clears throat> excuse me, it's plus 390. I will give you this one first. Um, I, I think I know where you're, what direction you're going, but uh, I'll let you tell the world what you think. Well, I, I'll i tell you this. We've watched Cameron fight twice. The good thing about Cameron, he's young and, <clears throat> and he has a lot of tools. The bad thing about him, doesn't he seem to get in trouble with fouls all the time during the match? He just fouled me, dude. He poked me in the eye. <laughs> it seems like every fight he low blows you, pokes your eye. It just I don't know what it is about this well, guy fighting. Well, let me tell you something. Good luck yeah. beating good luck beating somebody when you can't see and your balls are in your throat. <laughs> yeah, because that's what so. Cameron's coming for. Uh, Cameron's got six finishes. You know, I think he has a lot of talent. At 22, he's 3-0 and in the UFC. Um, his last fight, the guy actually pushed him a little bit, and I didn't think the guy would push him. Um, yeah, weird. He, he, yeah, he go. got two points taken away in that fight, too. No, no, he with, won the fight. The yeah. yeah, yeah, he, he, he won the fight clearly. The, the, it, it would never have been a uh, – I don't know. To me, like you said, the fight wasn't close. He was winning the fight. But to let yeah. the guy go the distance with him, I didn't think the man a guy he fought was real tough. No. Here's the thing. If he wins this, then is him and Duplissy worth that magic? Because you're getting a big number on Duplissy's. You got to lay minus 500 on Cameron. There's no way in hell I'm doing that. 
you take Cameron by finish? Because this guy that he's fighting, this guy is a uh, taking the short notice fight, right? Yeah, he's a sub. Listen, I yeah, I, I think you play Cam by finish because, like he said, he's got the tools and the ability. But if he does start fouling like he has recently and put himself in a position where the, he's down on the cards or even in a, a tie on the card, he's going to have to go for that knockout or that finish late in the fight. So, yeah, Cam by finish is where I would go with this one. Now I'm not I'm not trying to ride you here, but how much did you even look into Terrence Mitchell? Zero. I thought so. Let me tell you about Terrence Mitchell real quick. No, he's fifteen and two. Let me tell you about Terrence Mitchell real quick. Fifteen and two, fourteen finishes, eight mm-hmm. knockouts, six subs. Now he's been knocked out once. Fourteen finishes. He has a 11 or 12 fight winning streak going back to 2010. Now, he's fighting in Alaska. I don't, the guys I, I clicked on to the guys he's fighting, they're nobodies. But he hasn't lost in a decade. And he had two periods where he was off for three years. Now, he's, he got back into fighting right after COVID. He's on a three fight winning streak since COVID. I don't know about anything about this guy. I watched his video he put on YouTube. He had a uh, highlight reel. Mm-hmm. The last time he put videos on it was a decade ago. Oh, there so, you go. So I'm guessing he he took two losses after his highlight after he made his highlight videos on YouTube, and it probably hurt his pride. But then he started winning again. So I I think this guy gets beat. I think Cameron win. I think I think they're giving up. They're giving up softballs to some of these these fighters that they like on the card. I think Terrence is a sacrificial lamb, but he does have 14 finishes, has not lost in a decade. I have to play devil's advocate. Are you ready for the nickname for Terrence Mitchell? Lay it on me. Tear bear. Oh, Mike, that's that's awful. <laughs> I mean, Cam's ain't that good either. I don't MSP? Really know. Yeah, that I don't what know what that is. So. Yeah, it's a military, baby. I don't, I don't I have no idea. Uh, I don't know. I think Cam wins by finish because I think this Terrence Mitchell guy is going to be uh, – I think he's going to be zealous. I think he's going to go for it. The one thing about Terrence Mitchell, I will say this. He does he – does, I, I watched his highlight video from a decade ago. He will fight on his back. He doesn't mind to fight on his back. He doesn't mind to attack. He's a little thin where Cam's more stout. Um, mm. I'm with you. I, I'm playing Cam by finish here. As, as the way I'll, I'll play this, but the Terrence Mitchell guy, I'll tell you another guy that fought in and in, um, in Alaska and ended up having a pretty good career. Your boy, the Killer Gorilla, Can't right. hear. yeah. Right. So I'm just saying, I'm not saying Terrence Mitchell's gonna be an underdog at plus three seventy five to win, but uh, I'm just I gotta play devil's advocate. But I'm with you. I would say Cameron, Cameron by finish. <clears throat> All right, moving on uh, to the light heavyweight division here. Uh, Brazilian Vitor Petrino, he's minus two eighty five going up against a Poland uh, or a Polish guy here, Marcin uh, Prochnio, I mm-hmm. guess. I don't know. Anyway, he's plus two forty on the take back. Uh, Petrino for me, he's a, a contender series tickler file guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, if you dig in the Marcin. Three, uh, he's had three KO losses consecutively. 
and 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 the thing I liked about Petrino is this dude goes forward, so I think he might catch him, and we get an early finish here for the Brazilian. Um, but again, I'm not crazy crazy confident. Um, but what what are your, what are your thoughts here in the light heavyweight bout between Petrino and uh, we'll just call him Marcin here. It's easier to say. Well, Petrino, we uh. Yeah, we have him in our tickle file. The guy has heavy hands. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, his two fights in the UFC, one by knockout. The other guy he went the distance with. But the guy he fought, he went the distance with. It was a weird fight. The guy was from, like, uh, Sweden or somewhere. It was a weird fight. My thing about this fight, I do like uh, Vitor. But my thing about it, this is one of those typical UFC Let's see where you're at because you're young and you got hype. We're going to throw you against a gatekeeper kind of guy, a guy that's been around the block. Mm-hmm. And I, that's why this guy's fought the guy from Poland. Um, was it Marcin? He's fought, what, three, six. This is going to be his eighth fight in the UFC. He also fought in one championship. If you know anything about one championship, not, a bad, not a bad league. That's, that's a good one to follow. I would say buyer beware on this one. Yeah. Um, and because, like you said, he got knocked out three times in a row. That was four fights, five fights ago. And mm. the guys, one of the guys that knocked him out was uh, uh, the guy fighting for the champ championship uh, on, on Goliath. And then, uh, so yeah, I mean that's an elite fighter. And uh, he beat, he did beat Roundtree. Uh, Felipe Lins took him to decision. Felipe's looked better. Now the last fight for Marson, you remember this a few months ago? One of the worst fights ever in the UFC. That William Knight fight where William Knight threw maybe five punches. Yeah. It was, well, it was that. I, maybe Marcin has. Marcin yeah, kicked Marcin, him to death. Yeah. Maybe Marcin has that, that just, he's like a, uh, like, I don't know, like a magnet or something where you don't, you can't, you can't even strike him or attempt to strike him now. He's so good. <laughs> no, I don't. I think William <laughs> Knight, I thought William Knight had a horrible game plan. Um, my thing about this fight, um, this guy did get knocked out by Sam Alvey and a uh, Sam Alvey yeah. update. Remember when Sam Alvey's last fight got murdered in front of his family? Yeah. He's back at it. He's in some other organi- organization, B2B, and he got a win. He's not hanging it up. So there's your Sam Alvey smiling Sam update. Uh, Sam sucks. Uh, I don't know about this fight. I mean, you're going to lay minus 280 on a guy that's going to get tested. What do you think? Cause we've been burnt by these situations before. Yeah. That's what it feels like. It feels like all the, uh, all the, um, ingredients is, uh, feels like this is the upset right here. So, um, do we, do we take a, like a half a unit on the Polish guy in prayer? I, to me, I'll probably just stay away to be honest, I, because I, I might, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, well, it's, I just can't trust. Uh, the the Polish guy either. Like I'm not that impressed with his resume. Yeah, uh, he's got w- way more of a resume uh, than Petrino, but Petrino's just starting uh, this thing out in in the UFC. That is so. Um, oh, well, but I'll say this about the Polish guy, right? We know the Polish fighters are usually tough. They they come to fight. Oh yeah. Um, he's three and one in his last four, and you're getting him at two to one underdog. You're getting okay. Vitor's 25 years old, where this guy's 34. 
I just think there's more experience on the Polish guy. I would be worried about the knockout from Vitor. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I have a unit shot on, on Marson. I'm not saying I love him, but I just, I've been burnt by these situations. If I'm taking Vitor, I'm going to take him by knockout. How about you? Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. You got to play him by finish. So. And you'll probably get a little plus money. He's minus 280. It might be a little plus money there too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm with you. If I take if I'm on Vitor, I'm going by knockout. If I'm on the uh the Polish guy, I'm just gonna take the money line at plus two thirty. This this would be an interesting fight to see where Vitor's at. I agree. All right. Um I don't know where they're fighting this next fight. It's the last uh uh I guess the the Featured bout on the early prelims. It's on ESPN two. Yeah, it, it's not on ABC. This one's on ESPN two. Yeah, no, I know that. I'm saying on. Okay, it's, my bad. It's it's not a catch. Are you about, oh, you're talking about the weight. I'm sorry, the weight class. Yeah. yeah, I don't know exactly where they're fighting it, but anyway, you got uh, Tatsuro Tara, uh, the Japanese fighter going up against Edgar Sheres, uh, the Mexican. Tor, uh, Tatsu, uh, or Tatsuro minus ten fifty. That's one thousand fifty dollar, uh, and Edgar Sherez um, is plus seven hundred here. I mean, am I am I nuts here to kind of like Sherez a little bit? I mean, I'm not saying I'm betting him, but I I kind of like the short notice. Um, I think he's got better stand up on his feet, better boxing, um, but I mean. You can't. I I don't know. I can't bet that guy, can I? Well, if you want to lay the minus one thousand on the no, uh, Japanese no, fighter, no, you probably take <laughs> you probably take uh, Tatsuro by submission or. Uh, well, I was, yeah, I was looking deep into this one. Yeah, uh, and remember last time you hit one of these a couple weeks ago. You liked the guy that was fighting the American, uh, the guy that beat Trevor Peak. You liked that guy, Chepe. Yeah, you call me and text me. You're like, hey, what's up with this Chepe guy? And Chepe out, outlasted him. And uh, that was a great pick by you. We didn't do that on a podcast, but that's between you and I. So I can see where he, these Mexicans are tough, man. And you catch money on these Mexicans. It's, it's, I'm, I'm, you could probably, if you bet 10 Mexican fighters lately, you probably, you're probably up, aren't especially if they're underdogs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing, uh, he did fight in Dana White Contender Series last uh, summer. He got beat by Clayton Carpenter. You like Clayton, I, don't you? Oh, yeah. He I lost by him. decision. Yeah, he, yeah. Took him, he took him to the wire. Yeah. Um, but no, I, and, then, I, and after that, he, he I'm sorry, after that, uh, he went over to Mexico like a lot of Mexican fighters do. You know, boxing and, and MMA, they love to fight. They just they have a lot of fights in them. He went back to Mexico, won two fights by submission. Here he is getting a second chance, or, you know, actually his first chance, but coming back from the contender series. The one thing I didn't like, he got subbed by uh, uh, Jesus Aguilar, Jesus Aguilar, who's on the card. Mm-hmm. Well, if you do MMA math, Agu- Aguilar got tapped out by uh, Tierra. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so, and the two losses that are, how do you say the Mexican's name in this fight? Just Conor Edgar. Okay, Edgar. Well, you I, know his nickname. Sh- might- Shayrez is how I pronounce. Okay, uh, yeah, we'll go with that. He uh, he has two losses by submission, but he has ten all ten wins by finish. So, does this not go to the card? Probably not. I mean, 
I, I would, I, yeah, that's why I'd probably lean towards. Uh, well, since the Mexicans are tough and he has not been knocked out, if you're taking the Japanese to win, you take them by sub, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I, that's what I would do here. Sub or but decision, he, that's on yeah, you. Yeah, but even even ten fifty though, you're gonna. That's a parlay piece on the sub, I would say. Oh, guaranteed. You you might you might get a little plus money because depending on how they have it split up. I uh, will say this: here's the Mexicans. Uh, Nickname, you ready for it? Let's go. Pitbull. Oh, God. That's too too easy. <laughs> well, it just seems like the like generic uh, video game generated. Nickname. Hey, you're the Pitbull. Yeah. 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 So, so I, I think Tierra wins. Uh, I call him Tierra. Uh, the Japanese fighter, I think he wins. Um, but, well, let's see. Because if the Mexicans win their uh, first fight, this is their second fight on the card. And, you know, we'll see. But I, I am very interested in this fight. I think it's going to be uh, entertaining. I do, too. Uh, let's move to the uh, prelims, the main prelims. Uh, I believe ABC. You're eight correct. O'clock. Yep. Uh, eight o'clock Eastern. Um, all right. Light heavyweight division. Uh, a rematch of swords for both guys. Uh, number 14, Jimmy Crute, the Australian. Uh, minus 120. Going up against Alonzo Minifield, the American. Uh, even money plus one hundred on the other side. Uh, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but both guys last time out fought each other. Um, it was a draw. Mm-hmm. You go back. You go back and watch that fight. Kind of thought Minifield blew it and, and let he, Krupp, he did. He let crew get back in the fight. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but I don't know where the hell to go in this one because I I think I like crew in the rematch. Even though there it wasn't a decision in the first one, but uh, that's kind of just a gut feel. What's your thoughts? You know, I uh, I'm with you. I thought I watched it, rewatched the fight. I thought Alonzo was winning the fight and let Jimmy let the back door open. Yeah, he he kind of coasted and, and it yeah. caught him. And I've seen Alonzo do this before. Alonzo's an intriguing fighter because he has a great body on him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he's one of those guys where you think, oh, he's going to win. And he sometimes doesn't win. And then when you're like, oh, he's done, he pulls out wins. He's, he's a weird – he's hard to pick because he let William Knight punk him. And then Which, he beat – Holy shit. Yeah. But then he, be, then he beats two other guys that I thought maybe he would have problems with after that. So – I think I'm with you. I think Crute is the play here. And once again, I'm going to watch American fighters versus the Australian fighter here. We got a lot of fighters on these cards here. Do the Australians keep getting the momentum built up? Does does Americans hold their own ground? Both guys have beat Paul Craig. Isn't that crazy? Well, everybody beats Paul Craig. I mean, the guy just lays on his back. (laughs) Well, Crute submitted him, and I think uh, Minifield knocked him out. I will say this. The two losses from Krupp, he got knocked out. Well, it wasn't a knockout. He damn near broke his leg on um, <laughs> Anthony Smith after two kicks. You remember that? So Va- I'm not I, I, vaguely, but yeah, I'm not holding that against Jimmy. His next fight, he got beat by uh, Jamal Hill, who's a champ. He got knocked out, yeah. and then he fought Alonzo. I think this is a reset because before he fought Anthony Smith, he beat two really good fighters. So I think this is a reset. You're getting Jimmy at minus 120. Tyler, I'm with you. I would play him for a unit, unit and a half. Yeah. But would it surprise me if Minifield beat him? No. But there's a, a seven, eight-year age gap. 
And uh, if Jimmy Cruz is going to make a move, he has to win this fight, right? Yeah, he has to. And Jimmy, I, uh, I go ahead. Know. I'm I sorry. Just, well, I just think people's going to, the line maybe doesn't reflect it. I mean, it's a tight line, as tight as, almost as tight as you can get. I just think if people go back and look at that last fight, they just think Minifield will easily just not coast, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't, I don't, I don't think it it works like that. Like uh, I, I, I agree, Todd. Don't you have you realized that before? Where when a team or a person wins something, and then you're like, oh, well, they they barely won. So the next time, this person will get them back, or this team will get them back, and then the same scenario happens again. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you because if you look at the subs uh, average, Crew goes for way more subs than Minifield does. So if Minifield doesn't knock them out, I don't know, man. I mean, would you play the draw again? <laughs> I mean, lightning like, strike it's twice. That before it's that before. That's <laughs> kind of weird, right? I would yeah. say, hey, you're getting him at a small uh, price at Crute minus one twenty. I'm not betting it hard, but if I did get in, I would look at that angle. What if the line flipped? Well, I was getting ready to say that. I feel like this line could. It's got movement potential, obviously. So. Oh, definitely. I think. What do you, What do you think if it goes up? If it goes croup minus one forty one fifty, that's fine. I mean, okay. that, yeah. I'm not afraid to lay that. Would you uh, jump on a live bet since he had to come back the last fight? Yeah, totally. So if he's down the first round, hey, just it's Jimmy Crew time. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna write that on my board. If Jimmy Crew's down the first round on live bet, I will jump in. All right, let's go to the women's straw weight. Straw weight, easy for me to say, division here. Uh, Mexico versus Brazil. The Mexican here, Yasmin Yarigi? I don't know how to say that. Yarigi. I don't know. Anyway, Yasmin. Good uh, try. Yeah, oh well. Uh, she's minus 410. Uh, she's going up against Denise Gomes, the Brazilian, uh, plus 310 underdog on the tape back here. Uh, women's straw weight, what do you think, man? You're getting a Brazilian at plus 320. She has a neck tat. You like the neck tats. I do. But the girl that she's fighting is a pretty good striker. And if you remember, she fought that uh, – who'd she fight? Two, last summer, she fought um, another Brazilian with a neck tat. And I think this is the fight where uh, Dana White was so impressed by both girls. Um. I, I know both girls – both these girls can strike. It's a big number, though, isn't it? A big number for for a girl. She's 10 yeah. to know, though. Yeah, it scares me. Both of them are I, young, 24 and 23. Their reach is about the same. Now, the Mexican I, has more – I'm sorry, more output. The, the, I, I mean, I kind of want to – I wanted to bet Denise, and then they hung a number on it. And that number kind of kind of kind of made you a little weary? Like, what, uh, what, what is the book now? Yeah, yeah, because I, I feel like Denise is kind of a she kind of goes forward. She's aggressive, um, a little bit outside of the. I mean, Brazilians are aggressive, but she's she seems like her striking is more aggressive than the average Brazilian. But I mean, you want to get in a firefight with a Mexican? I don't know if that's going to work out for you either. So, well, I think Denise has more ways to win. Well, I would. I wouldn't say that she goes for subs, but she has no submissions. But she goes, <laughs> she goes for subs, has no f- submissions. This feels like a stand-up fight, though. 
Um, one's got five knockouts in Gomes. The other one has seven knockouts. Is there a finish here? I kind of think you take the Mexican by decision. Um, really? Yeah. I think you take her by decision, the Mexican by decision. You're probably going to get small plus money number on her. That's the way I would lean. Um, but I'm intrigued by this fight because they're both young. And I remember this Mexican girl fighting another Brazilian, like I said, and Dana was impressed because it was back and forth. And and you you like Denise, um, mm-hmm. what you saw out of her. So I think this is a great fight. I think there's a lot of output here, back and forth. There could be a finish, but I would take the Mexican by decision here. Um, but yeah, I'm intrigued by this fight because I think this could be a tickle file for both these girls. I agree. Uh, two more prelim card fights here. We'll, we will go to uh, both in the welterweight division, but we'll start with the 14th rated Australian Jack Della Madalena. Uh, he is minus nine sixty, the favorite, obviously nine fifty. Excuse me. Uh, and uh, the American Josiah Harrell is plus six hundred. Harrell, a replacement. Do you have anything on Harrell? Because uh, <laughs> I, I, I think Jack, Jack should uh, take care of this rather, rather quickly. I think. Well, well, Jack, Jack, you like Jack, right? I love Jack. Yeah. Four four wins in the UFC, four finishes in the first round. Yeah. Right? This is a replacement fight. Who was supposed to fight Jack? It wasn't this guy. Keep get, keep talking. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna look this yeah. up as fast as I Yeah, because he wasn't. So w- the situation we have here on this card, when you look at Cameron, you look at this fight, and then you look at the Bo Nickel fight. There's three replacements against these hype fighters. It feels sure. like so- Go ahead. Sean Brady. Uh, that would have been a great fight. I would have loved to have seen that. Oh, that would have been a great fight. He, he's got staff again, apparently. Yeah, well, Sean Brady's going to be one of those guys where it probably could have, would have, should have. I was big on Sean Brady, and then we were big on when he got beat by uh, Benil. Um, mm-hmm. Was not Benil. Was it, was it Was it Muhammad that beat him? Yeah. The, um, oh, yeah, last year, yeah. But we 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 both like Sean Brady. That would have been a great fight if they would that would have stayed on the card. It feels like there's being softballs thrown to these three guys in our in our tickle file. So yes, I think Jack by murder is the play. But I will <laughs> yeah. say this: get ready for this. This is insane because you know I love to dig deep on these shitball fighters. Let's go. This guy is seven and zero. He is fighting here in Ohio, baby. What do you know about Ohio Combat League? I I don't know anything about Ohio Combat League. Don't you think? Don't you think you and I should maybe go watch some Ohio Combat League fights in the future? Yes. Okay, yes. so we'll we will put that on the board. Second of all, he's seven and zero. I told you this. His name's Josiah Harrell, right? You ready for his nickname? Let's hear it. The Muscle Hamster. That's Doug Martin. Yeah. From, from Boise State, he's stealing a nickname. He's a muscle hand. He is stealing. This guy had, went viral last year, and this is why he, I think he got this fight. He was in the LFA. He threw a guy through the cage. Yeah, they forgot to close the door. I've seen that. You remember Still, that? An all-time clip. Okay, because, and because we've all had we've all had that conversation before. Like, what, what if they just went through the fencing or the the door? Well, Nico. <laughs> or uh, Josiah Harrell, yeah, he, he's the living mu- proof. Okay, <laughs> look, and I gotta give you more. Are you ready for this? Guess where he's I from? Where 
He fights out of Grove City, BJJ, down the street from me off the west side. Oh, he's a greyhound. He's a greyhound. I'm all in on this guy. He's, it's going to be unbelievable. Plus 700. I'm not taking this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking this guy. There's no way I'm taking Josiah. But, uh, hey, crazy facts. Fighting out of Grove City. That is nuts. That is crazy. And I know where the BJJ, uh, I know where it's at. It's right off of Stringtown in Hoover. I know where he's at. Unbelievable. I, I probably ran into this guy at Raising Canes or somewhere, you know? Probably. <laughs> but Jack yeah. is such on a, on a run. Um, but, man, I'm intrigued by this guy just because he's from Ohio. I'm not betting it. How would you, would you bet it or not bet it at all? Yeah, I think you got it. I think you do Jack by finish, and I mean you gotta you gotta do it either the the over or the under one and a half or by first round finish or something like that. Gone in sixty seconds. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Uh, I I think uh, yeah, let's do a gone in sixty seconds parlay. You're not the, giving Harold. You're gonna do the gone sixty. You're not giving Harold. Uh, around because you know it'd pay big money if he gets out of a round round and a half you probably get a price I'm, on i'm gonna i'm gonna have to see i mean this is it's the blessing and curse we we get this out on a uh we record this yeah. wednesday and put it out and we're one of the you know the first or whatever yeah. to to get the picks out there but we don't have the the advantage of seeing the face-offs or whatever no if, if josiah looks like he's just happy to be there He's he's gonna get fucked up. Well, I think he's getting fucked up either way, but uh, we'll see. We'll see if he's there there to play or not. Is this a Buster Douglas knocking out Mike Tyson? He's from Columbus, Ohio. Okay, let's <laughs> let's relax on the Jack Della. Oh, uh, with you, Jack Jack by murder. I had to throw it out there, man. I love Buster. Such a nice guy. If you're in Columbus and you ever get to meet him, he is such a friendly guy. Um, but yeah, no, I I'm with you though. Yeah, I. I I want to see. I want to see this fight now, just because I'm intrigued. He's from Ohio, but I'm with you. All right, final fight on the prelim card: the uh, featured bout of the prelims, retirement fight for a guy uh, who is, you know, he's a legend. I don't. I I always thought Robbie Lawler would show up uh, anytime he fought. Uh, growing up watching this shit, but, uh, Lawler plus, uh, what? two twenty as a dog here going up against another American and Nico price minus two sixty. Um, this is, this is a weird fight to me again. Like I said, it's the, you know, it's retirement. Of course you kind of roll your eyes at a fighter saying they're retiring. Right. But as of now, this is going to be Robbie Lawler's retirement fight. We know he's a tough SOB. Um, I don't know. Is to you is Price overrated? Properly rated? Because I feel like he's a little overrated. Um, but the spot's a little, little weird here. If you took Robbie Lawler, um, he's oh, he, what is he? Forty two, forty one. Yeah, he's forty one. Where Nico's thirty three. Yeah. My thing with Nico is. I, I used to like watching Nico fight. He was very entertaining. And then he went through this funk. But if you look at the guys that he lost to, he lost to uh, Michael Pereira, who's on this huge fight win streak, this 28 and 11 uh, Brazilian, who's a good fighter. He lost to Phil Rowe. He got knocked out by Phil Rowe in the third round. But Phil Rowe hung tight with Magny. Remember that fight? 
a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and Ben and Luke and Vincent, uh, uh, Luke, Luke, the other Brazilians beat, beat, uh, beat our boy here twice, Nico twice, but he beat Randy Brown. He beat, uh, Alan Jobane who, uh, who does uh, commentary for UFC. Now the Donald Cerrone fight was crap because it went to no contest. Um, I'm with you. I'm not betting this fight. I actually hate these kind of fights. But you know, these fights usually are barn burners. But I, that's that's what I was gonna say. Does yeah. this feel like? Does this feel like the the buzz maker right before the pay per view starts? They like, usually do a good. You're right. They usually do a good job because they get these two old fuckers in there, these scrappers, and these guys usually show up. I mean, they show up, and yeah, yeah. yeah this could turn into uh, either you know Robbie Lawler gets. Uh, you know his his send off with a crazy knockout, or yeah, yeah, or Nico pieces him out real fast, and and it's vicious looking, or it's like a, a barroom roadhouse tough fan fight, <laughs> yeah, where, it's, where yeah. it's a little sloppy, goes a while, and you're just like, oh, that's why I love watching this shit. I'm with you. I'm intrigued by the fight, not because I, I mean, I really don't have these guys don't do anything for I, me, yeah. but I know what they're gonna bring to the table. Well, I can't. I can't bet on this fight. Like I, I, I just can't. <laughs> I can't because again, I mean, it's not the the young guy against the the no. uh, old vet, but no uh, odds wise, I I kind of feel like these two to one and higher dogs, uh, not three to one, but I feel like two to one in the UFC is kind of a little bit of a sweet spot if you if you find the right guy on the right night. You have so. to get the right guy on the right night, and it can Robbie the guy because Nico. If there's a guy to get knocked out, Nico will get knocked out by Robbie. That's what, that's what I mean. <laughs> but Nick, Nico's also had to fight some tough fighters lately. Where Robbie's, who's Robbie been fighting? Has he been just fighting cans, or he's been fighting great fighters? Robbie's got Paul. Oh, geez, Robbie's fought Askren, uh, Covington, Magny. Yeah, I mean he's fighting. He's fighting still cream of the crop guys. Um. Yeah, it's a crazy fight. Do you think it's a finish, or does it go to go the distance? I think somebody gets finished, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe that's an angle to look at. I'm not going to bet it with you. Um. But yeah, I think this is like you said. This is the reason they put it on there as a table setter. All right, let's go to the pay per view, ten Eastern on ESPN Plus pay per view. Uh, we'll start with the middleweight bout to kick things off. Bo Nickel. Uh, the Penn State wrestling great uh, minus twenty four hundred. Uh, that's DraftKings line, by the way. I wrote these down before the pod. Uh, Bo Nickel minus twenty four hundred on the money line. Val Valentine Woodburn. I'm gonna go Val. Uh, Val is a plus twelve hundred on the tape back. Uh, this is another fill-in fight, of course. And uh, this is what I was saying, where Jack Della could be the gone in sixty seconds. Let's take a chance. Let's do it. Let's do it. Gone in sixty seconds. Jack Della and Bo Nickel. That would be. Uh, I don't know if they'd let you parlay that, but if they do, that would be a nice <laughs> little payday. Uh, I don't know. Val's Val's undefeated. So, like, do you, I mean, does he push him a little bit? I, I I'll, th- I'll throw the throw the fight to you. What do you think here? So you're not gonna do a two team parlay with the muscle hamster and uh, Val. <laughs> A hundred dollar bill pays you pays the mortgage for four months, five months. Listen, uh, I might I might need to look at Josiah more, but uh, Val <laughs> Val should be the muscle hamster. 
He's got he's got that squatty five eight five seven build, but that doesn't make sense how he weighs in at one hundred and eighty five pounds because it looks like he's he's ever been a two twenty. So Val has not fought anyone. Neither has no. a muscle hamster. These, these guys have fought nobody. That's why I think there's being softballs thrown. I'm gonna say it for a fifth time. That that nickel Jack and uh, Simon they're getting some softballs tonight or this weekend. Val's you ready for the nickname for Val? Let's go. The animal. The he animal. Is the, he is the animal. Five knockouts and seven wins. Seven and zero. Oh. You you uh yeah Bo Nickel. You got if you're gonna bet him, is it sub or knockout? Sub. So you don't think it gets to the second round? No, I. That's I mean, the only way I could even look at betting these fights, unless you're on the gone in sixty seconds. It's, it's so hard to make do, money on these fights. Do do you, do you think Val gets on his bike just to get to the second round? Because I feel like that's the only way. See, I think Val is a power puncher, or thinks yeah. he is. I think he's gonna walk Bo down and and then just get single legged or double legged right away and. Then, yeah. then, it, then it's a matter of positioning and Bo working a submission, whether you get the gone in 60 seconds or not. Yeah, I, I would take a shot at gone in 60 seconds with, with some of these guys that we well, talked you, about. You, yeah, you have to because Bo, I mean, you can't freaking – you can't well, lay minus 2,400. Get out of the first round. Sometimes these guys coming in, I do like them. When they've been around the block and they fought – like you get a guy like uh, Curtis, um, our boy that fights with Sean Strickland. When you get guys like him that, that fought 30, 30 fights outside the UFC and been around the block, those are the guys you bet to go the distance or, or, or to sneak wins. Val, you have to fade him. I mean, Val hasn't done shit, hadn't fought anybody. But Bo is only 4-0, so if, does Bo get caught in the chin? That'd be, that'd be horrible, wouldn't it? You know? well, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting to see if he can actually take a shot. Does Val come? Yeah, go ahead. Well, he don't get hit in these fights. It's crazy. Hey, he doesn't. Does Val? Does Val? Because we know that once Bo gets his hands on you, everybody's feeling the Bo nickel vibe. I don't know how long they're going to strain him out for maybe a couple of years. Hopefully, they do what they did with like kind of like Sugar Sean, where they don't throw him. They let him get some fights under his belt and then let him go at it. But honestly, his wrestling, he probably got against anybody in that division, couldn't he? No, I'm ready. I'm ready for this. I'm ready for Bo to get rid of Val. Sorry, Val. Dumb Val. Then, then I'm ready for like Gerald Mearshart and Bo. I, I want to see him fight a real guy. Oh, a guy that, that actually could sub. That yeah can grapple. Yeah. Okay. That's what I want. That's what but, that's towards the end of the year. Let's get that fight going. November, December, October range. You know, let's let's get that on a pay per view. Hey, I'm with you. I think that'd be a great fight. The next fight, the next step up. Maybe well, it'd, be, should, it'd be interesting, you know. Maybe Mick and Sean need you to bring you in with the matchmaking because that 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 would be better. Because what we're getting here is, yeah, it's it's a show bow off, right? He's gonna open up. I'm with you. Gone in sixty seconds or one and under one and a half would be the play on a parlay mm-hmm. builder. Yeah, there's a, there's just no value. So, um, but I'll tell you what, people are loving this Bo Nickel, and I heard you like his podcast, don't you? I like the concept. He's yeah. he's a he's a cheese ball. He is a cheese ball. But I mean, I guess you know, you know, we all can be nerdy or cheesy about things in life too. So I'm not I'm not hating on the guy. He's just not the the coolest guy uh, or the most entertaining. But uh, 
yeah, he's 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 interviewing other fighters and other um, people of industry, different industries, and he's basically picking their brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he's just that much of a competitive nerd where he's gonna he's gonna take stuff, training stuff, or or you know slogans, mantras, all that you know you know the stuff that stuff that the the regular person I guess doesn't really. Uh, apply to their lives but you know athletes especially wrestlers and and fighters they kind of they they need that stuff to get out of bed but uh yeah it's a it's a cool concept i guess but well i think about podcast and um youtube in any type of social media if you're gonna do something be different and yeah. so if you're taking a different angle i think that's the way to market yourself and because and, there's so many people that do the same thing reaction videos or whatever I, I liked it. When you told me about it, I thought, you know what? That, that is pretty cool. So, yeah, I think the Bo Nickel hype train keeps moving on, and I can't wait to watch him fight somebody uh, better. Yeah. Speaking of somebody different, how about this lightweight bout? Your boy, I like him too, but the 11th rated, Jalen Turner going up against the New Zealand Kiwi. Dan Hooker ranked 12th in the lightweight the or uh, yeah, the lightweight division here. The odds: Jalen minus two fifty-five, Dan Hooker plus two fifteen. I am a little worried. Uh, <laughs> I'm you or Jalen Turner fan? Yeah, like this line is pretty disrespectful in a way. Uh-huh. And, uh, the thing that stood out to me because you know he's the tarantula, right? Jalen, Jalen's so big long like his frame and lightweight doesn't make sense dan hooker's got the same reach yeah well he's two inches off but they're damn near same reach this isn't well uh, yeah yeah yeah. this isn't uh, the mismatch he usually gets in this division that that's the point i'm making but what do you like Jalen here how do you think this fight goes well i'll tell you what i mean this is one of those things where i i brought it up early i brought it up early we have eight american fighters now two are fighting each other nico and uh the other old man lawler but these american fighters a lot of them are underdogs but do the americans if bo wins right say we say bo wins and one of the americans win the robbie nico fight you got you got <laughs> the muscle hamster you got terrence mitchell <laughs> Like, is this American uh, night that we didn't think they would show up? Or do all the Americans get their ass whooped? Does Bo Nickel get that? These are things I want to watch because usually it's, it's, you know, every country wins their share of fights. But sometimes you get these runs here and you get another Australian. So say, say Jack wins. Say Jimmy Crute wins. Now, like you're saying, this is kind of scary because Dan definitely has the better resume, has fought better fighters in his career. He's called the Hangman versus yeah, the Tarantula. Great, great, well, me, great nicknames. Let me tell you something about Jalen. You know he's fought in his UFC, short UFC career. He's fought four Australians. Oh, he's, he's see finished, the Aussie killer. He's finished all four. Yeah, but Dan's New Zealand. He's a Kiwi. Yeah, but they have him down with the. Uh, oh, they have him. Down. That's that's racist. I. They have him down. I'm his flag. Kidding. I'm, I'm just, just saying. Kidding. They, they have him down with the <laughs> – hey, you know what, though? I like that better because, yeah, Jalen, 4-0, three knockouts, one sub versus guys from down under. Um, and then where Dan's 4-3. and three. But, man, Dan's fought everybody. I mean, Dan's fought everybody. I'm with you. You're getting Dan on the price. Well, it's if a toss-up. If I see all the Australians winning, what do you think? 
I do love yeah. Jalen. I love Jalen. And Jalen's last fight, he fought Gamrot when you like Gamrot. And I like Jalen. And, and Gamrot was just too much for him. It, it went to decision. He fought a, He fought hard. But Gamrot was just a tough son of a bitch and was, and was a more seasoned fighter. Mm-hmm. You know, these two were supposed to fight before that Gamrot fight. And they got – and Dan pulled out. So this fight was supposed to happen. And it was minus 205 you know, a, a year ago or eight months ago when it was supposed to happen. Now it's at minus 250. I like Jalen to win this, but would I be shocked if Dan beats him and finishes him? No. Do you like the uh, – that doesn't go the distance? Minus 286, that doesn't go the distance. What do you think? That it doesn't go the distance. Yes. Uh, man, I think this could get to the card, though. Well, then you got plus, plus 200 I, I, on the card. Yeah, I think I like Dan in the fight. Dan by uh, decision? Yeah, I mean, I to me, it feels like Dan, he, he was hyped up, right? Mm-hmm. He's, had, he's had some setbacks or whatever. And I don't know, I feel like this is this is the perfect opportunity for him to get his name back and and get in that top ten and get his name back in the in the in the conversation. Um, I don't know if he could hold the belt, but I don't know if Jalen could hold the belt either. But I, I think they're they're really good fighters, uh, and it's an intriguing matchup here. Well, you, you remember Michael Chandler? That was just a highlight KO to Dan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but he man, he had Dustin Poirier almost knocked out, like a lot of fighters do. He had Dustin Poirier almost knocked out, and then he gassed out. And Dustin just does what Dustin did. Um, uh, but, but, Paul, but he beat Paul me, Felder. He's beat yeah. Gilbert Burns. Now Gilbert did go down a weight class and was because he wasn't the same Gilbert Burns. He, I mean, he KO'd Gilbert. He KO'd Dan Miller. Or Jim Miller, I'm sorry. Jim Miller, a.k.a. Miller. He, well, you don't know. He might have he might have TKO'd uh, Dan Miller, too. <laughs> non-sanctioned. Yeah, non-sanctioned Dan Miller back home. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, but then he gets KO'd by Arnold, Arnold Allen, who's a good fighter. He gets beat yeah. by uh, Magachev subs, but Magachev subs everybody. Except for your... Except your boy Volk. <laughs> yeah. um, so we don't. Dan's good enough to beat anybody, and and he can get slept by everybody. This is a wild fight, man. <laughs> yeah, because the thing I do like about Jalen to kind of pump his tires up a little bit. Yeah, I feel like, and again, he might not be able to do this in this fight, but he uses that that reach, uh, and he and he's very measured and patient with the stand up game. I I mm. kind of like that in a fighter. Um, so would you say Dan would be the one that kind of pushed the pace in this one? Well, I think if Dan wants to win, that's what he's got to do. Right. 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 Um, so, so I think if you're watching this fight and it looks like a, a plotting measured fight, I'm not saying Dan can't win that fight, but that, that would, that would trend, like, trend towards Jalen being in control of, of how this fight is going to go. And if it gets a little wacky and wild and, and high pace, that's a that's a hangman fight, right? Well, I tell you, the three losses uh, that that uh, the tarantula has, three of his losses were by KO. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, damn by oh, KO. Oh, oh, glass chin turner over here. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, but my thing is that <laughs> since Dan's a plus 200 underdog, you just take the money line. You don't worry about how. Oh, yeah, that's. That's, no. Yeah, that's getting greedy, right? So since Dan's oh. a plus two hundred, that if you're on Dan, I wouldn't. I, I I could see putting a unit on him, right? 
Right. Well, I'm just I'm I'm just saying all these scenarios like because I'm excited for this one. I think this yeah. is kind of a a high variance fight. Yes. Not really sure how it's gonna go. But, no. Uh, I'm you probably yeah. You probably have back and forth on this, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say this: if he has four finishes against uh, Australians or people from down under, why wouldn't he get five? For him to win by sub or by finish, I think by finish is minus one fifty. Okay. So that's, that's, that's not a lot of juice delay there. So no. And if I see that's a likely outcome, I think this is one where you can read the line. If it goes up to minus minus one eighty, one one eighty 180 or one or two minus 200 that I think he's going to, he's going to finish uh, Dan hooker, but Dan skull is going to be in the crowd. He's going to put him to sleep and you know, Uh, but I, you know, if you took Dan on this fight, I, I could see why. Because Dan definitely has fought in, fought in the who's who, the what what. And uh, this is definitely – I'll tell you what. If Jimmy Crute wins, if, this, if these Australians win, I might take a shot at Dan. Yeah, I feel like uh, you, you could bet your money on worse things. So, um, yeah, I don't hate that. But I'm with you. Overall, I like Jalen. He's in my tickle file. Um, so – I would go Jalen by finish, but it, you know, we'll see. This should be a good one, no doubt. Uh, top five matchup here in the middleweight bout, uh, slap in the middle of this pay per view here. Australia's Robert Whitaker, uh, Whitaker minus four hundred currently on DraftKings in the fifth rated. Uh, Dreykus Duplessis from South Africa. Fifth rated with uh, the ability to breathe out his nose, uh, <laughs> fixed the deviated septum since his last fight, so I uh, no longer hanging that mouth open. But uh, I want you to to give me what you got on this one first. Well, I'll tell you what, I want to hear what you have to say about this fight because I know, uh, you, okay, I, I know you love Duplissis, so I, I, I hate, I do, but I hate him and I hate this matchup for him. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say, and, and maybe you're thinking the same thing. Robert Whitaker loses to Israel Sana. That's it. <laughs> that's that's it. it. He's the gatekeeper. Instead of the, being the Reaper, which is his real name, he should the be the gatekeeper. The gate Reaper. <laughs> because these guys <laughs> want to fight Izzy, and they get denied because Robert takes them out. I mean, Robert's beat everybody. The Killer Gorilla, Vittori. Um, beat uh, till every time some guy wants to fight Izzy, they they throw Robert at him. Um, I think Robert was supposed to fight your boy Paulio, which I would have been entertained by that one. And we're not worried about Robert right now. I'll speak for I'll speak for Mr. Costa. So okay, no, no, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> no but, but but Rob, the thing about Robert is, he, you know, he's called the Reaper, but he hasn't finished anybody. Well, that's 17. I was getting ready to say that. Yeah. like I kind of like like. The nickname doesn't make sense. I'll give you that. But his patience, like, I don't know. I, I feel like Dreykus is just going to have to overwhelm him. And I don't know if that's going to happen. Because Robert, he just, even the Vittori fight, I thought he had him hurt. I went back and rewatched it this week. Shout out to me doing research. I thought he had moments where he had him stunned up against the, the fence. And he was just, you know, kind of staying there, throw another combo. And I was like, man, he's just kind of, just beating him up, torturing him a little bit, but he never had that killer instinct to finish the fight. So I think Whitaker by decision, but I mean, that's probably 
juice yeah. pretty heavily. Well, but actually, I actually, I don't think it is. Really? I think, uh, yeah, I forget. I had it. I had it up. I think it's one plus one ninety five and one eighty five. Either by, but I I think it's one eighty five one ninety five. I would take Whitaker by decision at plus one ninety five with you. Yeah. My yeah. thing is. It's only a three-round fight, right? It's not a five-round right. fight. So Drikas can go hard. And Drikas is gas. Dude, we love, yeah. we love Drikas. <laughs> Drikas, however you say. He's tough, man. He is. He's he is. Hey. Son of a bitch. And if Simon wins the first fight, they usually win together. Like I, I, They have before. And we've hit with uh, Sean, Sugar Sean, at plus 300, even though he wasn't the, really the right side against Jan. Yep. This line should not be what it is. It should not be to me. It should not. It should be a, a two to one favorite. Um, it's See, crazy. I I, I yeah. kind of do. I differ with you, but really, I, I, yeah. I, I think it's. I also think it's a mismatch. Uh, yeah, well, but, well, but I, but, 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 but can muddy this up and, and make it a wild like okay. Fest. Got, can I ask you something about this then? If you okay. think it, it should be where it's at, because the book's telling you what they think. Mm-hmm. Um, I just know Drakus. Drakus is on this big win streak. He he goes forward. He's not he afraid breathe. to bang. He can breathe now. He's not afraid to bang. Do you think? Because a lot of these fighters, when they fight Robert, they're hesitant. Look at the Jared uh, Cantier and the Vittori fight. Robert picks them apart. Even Darren Till. These guys don't go hard like they usually do. Do you think if Drakus goes too hard, he gets finished? <laughs> well, I guess now I never consider it, but yeah, I guess he could. Because Drikas is not going to back off. You think he sits there and backs? Because if he backs off, there's a force field with Robert Whitaker. Why are these guys not going forward against him and going like they usually go hard like they usually? It, it's weird. I don't know. He's, but Robert, he's slick. Like his takedown D is really good. He's too. got good I, hands. Yeah, I just, I kind of just think it's a little bit of a mismatch here. But I don't know. I try. So, so would you be is, more? Would you be on Robert? Like, like it would to me. It's a uh, when you're betting this, it's a uh, Joe Smo, Joe Public play. Would you take uh, Rob Robert by decision? But you're getting plus one ninety five. Yeah, but I, I feel like I'm I feel dirty kind of doing that because I feel like that's kind of you know you think yeah. you think outside the box, but I feel like that's kind of the the square play on the. Do you think Robert finally gets it? Gets another finally gets a finish after six years. I don't know. I think, just, I think, cause do you, I think, do you think Drakus, do you think Drakus can, can submit or knock out Robert? Yeah, I think he could do both. Well, really? uh, I don't know. Or do you think if it goes to the decision, who do you think wins with the output? Rob, Robert. <sighs> Man, this, By is far. this is a tough fight because I, I don't I, think, I think the plus he has to finish, whether it's a sub or a stoppage. I think Robert can win on the card. I can see Robert. Catching him too, I guess. Um, what if what if I told you this? I you have to look this up because you know, you know how I am with names and facts sometimes. What if I told you that the pussies uh, uh this is the uh international fight weekend, right? Mm-hmm. I think he's one or two and oh at these things. Really? <laughs> you gotta go look that up. But I will watch the interview yeah, he, with Brad Brad Tavares, July second, twenty twenty two. He won a unanimous decision. Okay. And then uh who who's Giles? He beat Giles uh, July Trevin, 10th. Trevin Giles. Giles. Yeah. Okay, 2 and 0 in in, in July fight week. <laughs> oh, 
There's the nuggets you listen for, folks. Oh my gosh. So plus a plus three hundred. Now you got me just want to take a half a unit unit on him, you know? Especially if Cam wins. <laughs> yeah, I'm flipping. I'm flipping. Even though I know Robert, the gatekeeper reaper, this is a prime spot where he holds his ground. Trike has so much hype, I, man. I feel Go. like this too. Like Go ahead. I feel like uh, we're at what fight twelve of the of the fourteen or fifteen fights yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. Let's say favorites are like having an unbelievable night. They're like nine nine and two heading to this fight. Yeah. I, I think that I think I'd pull the trigger a little bit on Dracus too. I want really? I, here's my thing. I want to bet Dracus. I love Dracus. We both do, but we both know what this but is. But it's a bad matchup. Oh, yeah. It's a bad matchup. And the UFC doesn't give two shits about these guys. No. They 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 want to find out what you're made of. So we're gonna find out if Dracus is really making this push because he wants to fight Izzy, right? Yep. And this is the, the final boss to get through Whitaker and set up that matchup. So. If we're on the whatever, pick your video game, pick your game of choice. This is the boss. This yeah. is the this is the one that takes you out. Can I can no, I make I'm a not, can I make I'm an admission saying. on this on this podcast? Uh, I'm very embarrassed. Um, and there's people that know this, but this is something that I'll have to die with unless I make a change. I've never beat Koopa in Super Mario Brothers. Oh. Well, not too bad. Uh, I don't know too many people that haven't beat Koopa. I'm one of the few. I don't think I have, but I don't think I've beat the game or played the game that much. So. Well, I am older, and it was big oh, when I grew true. up in, in the days, in the NES days back in the 80s. I'll make another admission here. I never knocked out Mike Tyson in Mike Tyson's punch out. So. I feel like that's. I feel like the, that's more. That's happened. You're on the you're on the popular side of the, the tracks with that one. Not the first one. But I feel like that was Tyson. They they made him unbeatable on that game. Yeah, I had a best friend that he knew how to do it, but he knew all the secret spots and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, the majority of my friends we got we got to Sandman and up the up the ladder, but when it got to the boss. So do you think Dracus beats the boss? He might. I don't know. It's to, the way we're talking about this, though, it's starting to it's starting to talk me more in the D plus C and the lines a little funky, and you're getting a hell of a value deal on him. I think if you and I are chatting during these fights, and and we're because you and I tend to for some reason we do better on fight day, like reading the lines, and yeah, we, yeah. we have this weird chemistry. I think that's one that we'll definitely be looking at both sides how to play it because. Yeah. 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 We will. Do you I, think yeah. that just guarantee a banger, or does does Robert do what he does and makes make make these fights boring? Because he makes boring fights. I would go. Yeah. I I think it's probably seventy five percent. Dracus turns it into a, a fun, at least a moment or two. Mm-hmm. Turns it into fun. Uh, but there's another, you know, twenty five percent that it could be just Robert doing Robert. You know. So, and if Robert does Robert, you get him at plus one and ninety five on the square on the square oh. decision. So I just the one last thing I'll say I just worry about Drake is burning out that 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 that'd be I would worry Robert will finish him. Second I, I would I would love to see him uh, like you know illustrate some patience himself. You know we've seen this before. Haven't we? Where fighters look like they're gun ho, and then when they have to, when they get a big fight, and they know they have to, to calm it down a little bit, they do. Yeah. So. 
maybe, maybe we get maybe, maybe get technical match. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, the, 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 you got me pumped up by the card now. But I gave it a three five. I'm working my way up to four now. I'm sorry. Well, well, well it's those. It's the you know minus the bone nickel fight. The the last four fights of the night, I lo- I'm in love with. Well, you got me, uh, you got me pumped up, bub, and and just because Simon and all these other young fighters on the card, this undefeated Japanese guy, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you got me going. You got my we, juice flowing. We, we think we think Lawler Lawler Price could be. It'll be a maybe. fight. It'll be a fight. Yeah, yeah. They, they're fighting. <laughs> uh, Crute Minifield's interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. Jack Della could kill the Grove City Greyhound. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what, and that's where I'm at. These young fighters on the card just throwing some softballs up, mm-hmm. and, and I don't care what week you turn on. You could think that the the card's trash, and the UFC delivers time and time again. And I'll tell it, like I said, and the boxing fans hate me. I grew up boxing. I love boxing. The UFC is the best, the best uh, martial arts right now on TV, and I, I think know. it's one of the top two or three sports on TV. If you watch it every week, I'm telling you, ten fights, you're gonna get four or five fights where you're like, oh, these are fights, these are scraps. And I, I just, I'm all in on the UFC the last three years, man. I, uh, yeah, you, you nailed it perfectly. Uh, all right, let's go to the co-main event here. Two championship fights, uh, to end this stellar pay-per-view flyweight title bout on the, uh, line or flyweight title on the line here in this bout, the champ Mexico's Brandon Moreno, the assassin baby. He is minus one ninety going up against the second ranked flyweight. Alexandre Pantoja plus 160. Interesting. A little backstory for those not in the know. Uh, well, actually, I will I will ask you this. Would you count? Because I do, would you count their fight? It was an exhibition if you want to get technical, but would you count the contender series fight they had as part of their, their past and history? Because yeah. this is this is a rematch or this is a trilogy. If you count it. Either way, Pantoja has never lost to Moreno, uh, so I, I I agree with you. I, I would say Pantoja's two and L lifetime against would Moreno. You, I, he actually he subbed him uh, in the contender series, and then won a decision. Uh, well, where was that? Was that that was over? I don't know. I don't. I can't remember where it was Malaysia or I don't know somewhere. It was somewhere overseas they fought. Uh, but um, anyway, that sets the stage. Uh, for this championship fight, is is it going to be three and zero? Do you like Moreno? What do you think here? I like Pantasia. He is. You get your bang for your buck when you watch this guy fight. Mm-hmm. He's little. He's littler. I mean, the uh, assassin baby is definitely a little bit bigger than this guy, filled out wise. But man, the guy can finish the Brazilian. Here's where I'm at on this, and and I know you like Brandon Moreno. This guy has the heart of a lion, doesn't he? Yeah, I think Moreno wins. I think you're great and getting I, a great, great, getting a great I, price at him. I do. I do too. I, I he, think. Yeah, I think you know he's he's probably hearing like, oh, you've never beat this guy. You can't I don't do think it. this is like where you love uh, Alex Pereira versus um, Izzy. I don't think this is that same kind of guy because this guy doesn't have a uh, Terminator. He doesn't have the exterminator, the uh, heavy hand. This guy's a well-round fighter, but I just think Brandon has fought so many top-notch fights lately. And I know four were against Figueredo, and one was against uh, Kai Carafranch, who's a good fighter, and he made Kai. 
I mean, man, he wow, that, that liver, that liver kick. It was brutal, oh. wasn't it? Ugh. I just think Moreno right now is on another level, and I want to see where these Australian and Mexican fighters how they're doing on the card. Um, oh, this is a Brazilian, right? Uh, this yeah. Brazilian fighter, I could see the Brazilians losing all three fights on this card, or I could see them winning all three fights. How so dare it's, you, dude? Denise, it, you're gonna do my girl Denise like I this? could see, I could see either way. I could see <laughs> that's why I like I like these streaks. I like to see what happens. Sometimes it's a wash. Sometimes it's you know three one way, three the other way. But I just I want to see this because I I want you're getting such a low price on Morano at minus two hundred. Is is that the Joe public play though? And does Moreno oh. win by finish? Because actually, the first time he lost to him, I think he lost by sub. The second time was a decision. Well, I, think I, went, Moreno, I, I, I watched both. I went back yeah. and watched both. Yeah, I think I think he's just a different fighter. I I I, I think it's an intriguing fight. I just think Moreno. I, I'm on Moreno money line on any parlay, and maybe this will burn me. It's burned me before where I put it on mul- multiple parlays. I just like Moreno. I do too. I I think, uh, especially the one that went to the card. Um, I thought when Moreno kind of slowed things down a little bit and and made it, you know, uh, a little stick and nod type stand up fight. I agree. He he was getting the better of Pantoja when it started mm. getting a little wild. They started grappling and and had some you know transitions going on and and fighting for for space and. And an angle and stuff like that, and it started getting a little haywire. That's when Pantoja was able to to really work him and and beat him up a little bit. But I mean, I to me too, like, and I'm not saying just because you're the champ, but that that means something to me. Like that that championship confidence, like. Well, know. they say that, don't they? Say that once a person wins a championship. They're they just they 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 level up. You get extra level. Mm-hmm. It's just different. It's different when you're a champ, especially a young champ. Um, I just yeah I I the guy he's fighting. I told you he's sneaky because you really hadn't watched him until you watched the. He's a sneaky dude, man. Like the guy can win this fight, um, right. and he's tough and he's beat everybody he's had to beat. Um, I just, I just Moreno, you're getting such a small price. Does it go the distance? Yeah, I th- I think we're gonna be sitting around watching this one for a while. I really do. Really, really. Yeah. So then, would yeah. you be Morano Morano by decision? I I kind of like Morano by decision. Yeah. I, so you're yeah. probably gonna get a good number on that. Yeah, I mean this, but, but both these guys, you would, I mean, I know Morano can. You you would think both these guys have the the gas tank to go the full twenty five if need be. Um. So yeah, I think uh, I, you know. I don't, I just like the I like that Moreno is the champ and everybody's kind of like this is this this guy's beat you twice already he'll probably do it again so he's got a little bit of that he's got the confidence that that level so are you are you seeing people champion. are you seeing people saying that oh yeah oh, really yeah. really mm-hmm. so so it's not like a a real Joe public play where everybody's like oh Moreno's gonna roll him over well, people are thinking because this guy I, beat him twice. I kind of get it because we've had the championships the last what year, yeah, half year. We've had some championship belts exchange uh, or change here, so mm-hmm. I kind of get where people would be getting uh, eager. Like, hell, this guy's beat him twice in a row, and the championships on the line. And there's two championship fights. You would think one of them would change, maybe uh, hands. So, but I don't. 
I don't know, man. I, I think Moreno, he's better, too. Like, he, he's – I'm not saying Pantoja hasn't gotten better, but Moreno almost got cut, I believe, from the UFC at one point, right? Yeah. Uh, he either got cut or almost or got he, cut. Or he, or he did. Yeah, I think he I did get know. cut and came back, yeah. Yeah, yeah so and- he's, just, he's just improved so much. And, you know, he's fucking – he's got heart. Like, he's never going to yeah. stop. No, no. No, and say what you want about Figueredo. Figueredo's a tough dude, man. Yeah, and is. I think I think Figueredo beat this Pantera guy by decision. Um, Pantera? Yeah, the Pantera. Dimebag Daryl, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say his name correct. You know that. Yeah, uh, Pan- Pantoja. Yeah, Pantera. I, I just uh, – I'm with you. I just think – I could be wrong. I've been wrong. Uh, but I think money lining uh, as a parlay builder with Morano is the way to go or go by just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So, great, uh, great fight. Yeah. All right. Final fight of the card, the featherweight title unification bout really here. Uh, the interim champ, Yair Rodriguez, the Mexican plus 290 going up against the champ, Alexander, the great Volkanovsky minus 380 from the land down under um well you know me here you're gonna get juiced when that when that comes on down under you are oh my god that's like it's the best entrance in my opinion in the oc is, is uh, it, 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 well i'll tell you what when he fought down in australia that oh, thing that was, oh. the whole building was singing oh I'll, I'll, when i when i want to motivate myself sometimes i'll play that i'll watch yep. that clip because the fans it is uh, unbelievable and i think the american fans will do the same here I think they'll okay. be all in. I yeah, I do too. So let me get let me like unless you don't know or live under a rock, Yair, he beat Josh Emmett, which I kind of think is a little bit of a fake uh title contender, but that's just my opinion. I'm not starting yeah. to sound like an asshole here. Um, is that why he's near three to one dog here? Because I mean, offensively, this guy, I mean, some of the some of the kicks this motherfucker throws. Is uh he he's a chance taker for sure. I'll tell you uh, what, if you like if you like fighters, this is a fighter you'll like because this guy, this guy can do it. He can do it. He mm-hmm. can do it every way. He doesn't put on boring fights. Yeah, is, is I like him, and he's a class act. Remember when he beat Josh yeah. Emmett? Emmett was heart was broke. He put his his arms around him, told him, "Don't you give up? You're gonna be fine." Like this dude's a I, I like Yair. I do. I really like the guy. I like his character. I don't think he should be a four to one dog. I will say this. I've seen this happen. This kind of fight happen before. You remember when Izzy took a chance and fought um, uh, the dude from Poland, Polish power. Yeah. Yeah. And he lost. Jan threw him down, laid yeah, on him, beat him. He went, he went up in a weight division too. And he that, took a chance. Izzy he came back down and defended his title. The next fight. Now after the fight after that is when he got beat by Pereira, but the fight after he got beat, oh, after taking that step up. See, so you see I what see. I'm saying? Yeah, I see where you're going with this. So, so Volk took a chance for greatness, and he came up short, but he did but, great. Yeah, <laughs> he he did. did. He, he was amazing. I'm a Volk guy now. I don't yeah. think he won that fight, but I could be easily talked in that he won that fight. If that I mean, because the expectations were he was he, uh, he, he had no shot. We thought he was going to get strangled. Like, and, and what did he do? He did what Volk does. He's yeah. just a tough son of a bitch. I think this fight is a great fight. I think I Volk. Too. I think Volk wins by decision. Um, I do too. And, that's what, that's my prediction. But you, it's, it feels too easy. You know what it is? Minus one fifteen that it goes to decision. 
Well, like I think Yair has the uh, the the ability to put anybody out, but is he is he ready for this this moment? Well, Yair, Yair, even, Yair made, even said uh, as an interview yeah. when he beat Emmett that, hey, I'm not ready for this kind of fight yet, but I want this kind of fight. I think Yair knows that he's probably a th- two, three, four fights away from being that guy where Volk is already there. Um, well, the thing about Volk, though, he, he, he does scare me a little bit. Yeah, he don't he don't stop. Like sometimes well, I'm like, get on your remember, get on your bike. Hey, just remember or, you're you're hundred percent that the you're hundred percent. Yeah, you're hundred percent. Like he 100%. survived one of the or two of the deepest submissions. Uh, what that guillotine? Or he heard him gargling. Tri- <laughs> oh, his head turned purple and that guillotine, <laughs> and then he got him in a triangle. What was that? The third round? Yeah, T City. And yeah. then it went, it went back to Volk just dominating the fight until the fifth round. And then he fucking almost got clipped at the end of the fight. <laughs> like, Volk, he just won't stop. And that, it, that to he me, did the same, keeps... same thing. Same thing with uh, Max Holloway, right? Yeah. Just banging away. But I, but... I, Vol, I think Volk's movement, like, I, I think he's going to be able to kind of, like, I don't know. I'm not saying the Yair isn't going to touch him, he might even hurt him in this fight. I I, I I think Volk finds a way to win by decision. Would it I shock think. me if Yair won? Because what the Mexicans have done, no. But you remember the uh, the Nunes fight? That girl she's fighting, I didn't like that girl, but she took her the distance. Mm-hmm. So why not take Volk by decision, cut all the uh, fat well, off the, off the uh, money line? I will say this, looking at some of the stats and, and just, you know. Yeah, what do you watch, got? Watching some fights. I think Yair... When he gets on the ground, he needs work. Like I, I know he tapped him and out, but like, you know, yeah, for this guy, for this guy to have like crazy striking ability, I guess ground and pounds a little soft. And we've seen Volk on the ground before. Like we mentioned the Ortega fight. Uh, we've seen him with Magachev. He was like talking shit, like telling the crowd he's fine. Uh, Volk isn't afraid to get to the ground either. Like I think Volk wants to stand up and, and box. Uh, ultimately, but I, I, I think, you know, if Yair does clip him and get him on the ground, I think Volk could be fine. Like, he, he, that's a survivable thing, I think. I think I think you're right. I think if Yair wins, he's going to finish him by knockout. Yep. Or, or he'll go decision and just, and have to win on the, uh, on the card. I don't mm-hmm. think the submission, I think, I think you throw that out with Volk. Um, so if you're on Yair, I'm, not, I don't think it's crazy. I just think Yair just came back. I mean, he was out for, for a few years. And then he just he just started fighting again. He only has three fights since he's been out for a couple of years. Um, I just think Volk is is going to find a way to win. I like Volk by decision. But if you're on Yair, I'll tell you what. Yair, uh, Dan Hooker, Parlay, uh, you know, half a unit probably pay you. Shoo, 50 Just bucks a probably. <laughs> I'm not getting that crazy, but there, there's some guys on this card where you probably could take a shot. I wonder what the interim uh, record is when they fight the actual champ. That'd be something I'd like to find out. Yeah. To see where that, how that usually pans out. Do you remember any of those lately? I don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm I sure if, if somebody said what the fights were, we would remember, but um, those are things I would be interested in because that, you know, you're fighting the actual champ. So, yeah, that's a great fight, though. 
Love it. Love, love, love the two headliners in this card. I like it. We've talked about it already, but love this, love this whole card. I think it has the, uh, the, uh, ingredients to be really damn good. So, yeah, hopefully, uh, people you know, will go bold buy this one because I think this, this one's worth to be bought. The main card's worth to be bought. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of times I'll find a way to stream it or whatever. This is one that I would, I would definitely buy. Yeah. All right, well, I I don't have anything else. Um, so you don't have any? Okay, I have a parlay that I'm gonna throw out there. Okay. Just one, just one parlay, three team parlay. Early in the week parlay. That's early. I don't have any picks because it's too early. So yeah, well, I think folks. you you and I have realized that we do our best work on the weekends. But uh, we're we're like Lover Boy working for we, the weekend. We oh gosh, Lover Boy, talk about you want to be in the show. <laughs> Come on, baby, let's go. Uh, that that song's gonna be in my head all day. Now you ruined my day. It's not Thanks. even. Is it noon? You're welcome. It's one. So yeah, at least I have one. Anyway, yeah, uh, working for the weekend. But here's a parlay: three team off a of bar stool, three three leg parlay. I'm gonna all take right. Morano money line. Okay. Or- yeah. D- deal. Okay. You're getting a nice nice little number on him for who he is. Yeah. Moreno money line. I want to take the uh Volkanovski fight. I want to say it goes over one and a half rounds at minus 590. One and okay. a half rounds it goes over. So minus 590 with the minus what 2205 on the money line for Moreno. And then I'm going to throw the Duplicy fight goes to the to the second round. It's minus oh. 385. Yeah, that that that'll get you over even money. It gets me. I think it's plus one forty one is yeah. what it gets me. So I'm gonna put two units on that. I need Duplicies to get to the second round with Whitaker. I need that Volk fight to go over one and a half rounds, and I need Brandon Moreno to win money line. Two units pays plus one forty one. That's all I got. Like I'm I'm with you. We'll wait for the weekend and we'll make our magic happen. Well, I guess I do have two. I, I jotted them down. I didn't play them yet. Throw them out there. You When you're no. nervous, you usually hit. So what do you no, got? No. I got two NASCAR plays that I've seen. Oh, really throw, value yeah. this week. throw them out. What do we got? Atlanta Sunday night. Atlanta is now, I mean, it's still a mile and a half racetrack, but they, they tune the motors to make them restrictor plate racing now. So they run in a pack. So it's like, Talladega and Daytona, but it's on a shorter mile and a half. So you have seen, like, you know, Corey LaJoy almost won the race last year in Atlanta with this package. So kind of you could see some some upset guys, but just surely off average start, average finish, doing like my basic research. Both plays are on Caesars, by the way. Both of them, well, one's plus one ten, and the other's plus. 100 so even money and plus 110 mark tricks jr uh, take away the chicago street race last week i think he's like seven out of the last nine races he stopped 10 and uh just been the most consistent driver a couple wins in there in that stretch too trucks is even money the top 10 at atlanta dude so, uh, is this the second time they've raced atlanta this year no it's no it's the first okay okay do they race then, twice or is it just once yeah, later in the playoffs, they'll, they'll go back there. Okay. Um, and then Kevin Harvick, who, you know, I think Atlanta's right there with Phoenix. Michigan's up there, the, you know, in, in his top three or four best-performing tracks. Uh, Kevin Harvick was pl- is plus 110 on Caesars to top 10 right now. So I, 
I, I wrote those two down uh, to take a shot on them early in the week before qualifying or anything like that happens. So you're straight betting these? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. And then, so, um, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just saying there's two – there's two gambling plays. Also, I did look on uh, for Formula One on FanDuel. I found an interesting prop. Throw it this, out this, there. This has you. This has something <laughs> that you would play written all over it. It's minus one eighty five on FanDuel. Red Bull Max Verstappen. I think he's won five in a row. Five Grand Prix in a row. He's dominating. He's led seventy five percent of the laps. Nobody's touching Max this year. Uh, so you, Max has to win the race. Actually, Red Bull has to win the race. So you get him or his teammate, Sergio Perez, who's kind of shit in the bed. But, you know, it's basically the best team wins and Lewis Hamilton places sixth place or better at minus 185. Uh, they're at Silverstone. That's the the great or the British Grand Prix. Uh, Lewis is great. He's obviously he's British. Um, top six um, with that car. They've hit some podiums this year. They've been a, a fourth to seven place car on average. So, it, if everything just kind of holds true and Lewis is racing in the same country, uh, I think I think you're going to be in the ballpark there. Plus the Red Bull part of the the equation, them winning, I think it's kind of a foregone conclusion. By the way, you have to lay like three something on Max to win the race. So, so would you would you parlay that with one of your NASCAR picks? Yeah, well, I mean, you can parlay that with some UFC stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because so, a lot of these books will let you uh, go yeah. sport for sport. So, yeah, definitely. If you had a UFC play and you could add that to it, you're probably going to get plus, uh, plus 130, 40, 50, depending on what you're putting on there. Yeah. If you're doing uh, a, a juice play. It, it adds another element with the Lewis happening to get six, but it, it essentially, you know, it gets maxed down from, I think it was 330. You're just because so you think Max wins. You're just trying to find a way to cut the corner. Right, you think you're getting a deal. Because there was another prop I kind of also like too, where Max wins, but he has to win by more than twelve seconds. And I think I think even that was like uh, you had to lay some juice on it. It was like minus one forty or that, fifty. That, that's how dominant he's been, huh? Oh, he's just, yeah. The the open wheel scene this year with the. IndyCar, Alex Pillow, the, the Spanish driver for uh, Ganassi. I think he's won four out of the last five. Uh, he's been dominating, and then Max is dominating Formula One. So, for all those uh, NASCAR haters out there, that says the racing sucks. It does sometimes, but at least uh, we have a variety of winners. Hell, last week, that, that Kiwi won that just never raced NASCAR before in his life. Shane Van Ginsburg and won uh, the Chicago street race. Now that was the first time NASCAR's ever put on a street race. Yeah, he he came from V8 Supercars in Australia, and it's basically kind of what a NASCAR is is what a V8 oh. Supercar was. He had been a sharp race. play to play last week. Oh, he, he was. He was. Yeah. He was. Uh, I was surprised, and a lot of people were surprised he won. But to top ten and top five. There yeah. wasn't any value on him because I think he, I think he qualified third or fourth, and they had a practice wow. session, and he was in the top five and and practice too. So he, uh, that's what he, that's what he does then. Yeah, it was kind of, it was surprising, but if you think about it, it's like you know, it was, it was kind of in his wheelhouse, so shouldn't have been that surprising. But uh, anyway, yeah, 
I don't know. We'll figure out the, the USC plays. Um, well, you and I will. The listening audience will just have to do their own research. But uh, I, will, I don't have, I don't have any got, more to say. What do you got? I got one gambling nugget out there. If anybody's is wagering on MLB baseball, Major League Baseball, I will tell you this. The Braves are – we looked at it. The Braves are just killing home runs. Uh, it's unbelievable how many home runs they're hitting. Now, I don't think they're going to break the record, but they're hitting almost two – between them and the teams they're playing, there's usually two to five to six home runs a game. You're getting them at two and a half home runs almost every day that they play on Barstool. Like last night against the Indians, they were minus uh, 105, maybe minus 110 if it moved up a little bit. I think if the Braves are at two and a half home runs, you can parlay them with any sport that that, that you like, that you enjoy. The Braves are hitting home runs. at a, a, I mean, it's crazy how many home runs they're hitting. So as a play, if you're out there and you like Major League Baseball, go to Barstool. Look at game props. They have how many home runs for the game the Braves are playing, whoever they're playing against, and you get the other team also. So at two and a half, if it's ever at two and a half, I will parlay that with anything every day until the season's over. Because these Braves, they're going to have about seven players with 30 home runs this year. It's insane. That's all I have. Thanks for having me on the podcast, Tyler. All right, man. Appreciate you coming on. Rate, review, subscribe. Follow the show on Twitter and Facebook at PodcockPCast. Available on all major and minor podcasting platforms. We appreciate it. And uh, I don't know. I guess it's it's college football preview season around the corner. Uh, we'll talk about fights and stuff and, and, and football the rest of the summer. So not we're not going to be here every week. But uh, I know you said you uh, you would jump on a few preview pods. So well, I, we'll I, have I, to get Bobby back in the mix too, but uh, I'm just telling the, the people be on the lookout for those in the, I, in the I coming say, weeks. I would say between you and I and Bobby, we, we all three love college football. So, oh, yeah, it's the best. So, I think, yeah, I think uh, definitely a preview because we are ready to go. It's that time of the year where everybody's getting the itch. So, yep. All right, man. Well, I uh, appreciate you coming on and appreciate you out there listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you